Hey, this is Adam Wright with The Corner Room, and you're listening to Reclamation Worship. My name is Jason Allen, and I'm the host of Reclamation Worship, the podcast devoted to reclaiming a biblical view of worship for the church. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Reclamation Worship. Today's guest is Adam Wright. Adam serves as Minister of Music at Cahaba Park Church in Birmingham, Alabama, and he's also the founder of The Corner Room. The Corner Room is a resource to help God's people engage and treasure the Bible more deeply. I will be linking to The Corner Room at reclamationworship.com in the show notes, and so I want to encourage you to visit this website to learn more about The Corner Room and to download and stream this music. The music uh, of The Corner Room was started uh, by Adam to serve his church. He was just serving his church, uh, preparing music for a summer sermon series on the Psalms. And uh, this ministry was birthed out of that effort to serve his local church. We just get to uh, benefit from it. And uh, we receive the blessing that this music is, even though we're not a part of the local church that Adam serves. All right, well, let's head on over to the interview. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Adam, it's a pleasure to have you on Reclamation Worship. Great, man. So I found out about you through uh, a mutual listener of ours, uh, Jeff Decker. Uh, he reached out to me and said, hey, man, I'd love to hear uh, you interview Adam Wright. And uh, and so I looked you up, and my wife and I were just uh, really uh, encouraged by your music. And I thought that's exactly who I want to be talking to for this podcast. So thanks to Jeff Decker for letting me know about you. And uh, man, I'm so thankful for your ministry. and. Um, and uh, what you're doing uh, through the corner room, and so I'd love to hear who you are, and uh, and we can move on from there. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Uh, how long do you have, Jason? Yeah, we've we've got <laughs> as much time as you need. Um, well, I so I'll just kind of give you the general overview. Uh, my life has been uh, one. I've, I've been around music uh, my entire life, and it's been something that I feel like early on was was pretty evident that I would uh, I would explore at some capacity uh, from piano lessons involved in church music growing up singing in choirs uh, helping you know lead lead worship in, in youth groups in college and things like that um, and uh, I, I think you know be, being in a church culture growing up uh, I didn't hear a lot about I heard I heard some about Jesus and who he was didn't hear a lot about uh, my sin. And so in college, I remember I went to a campus outreach meeting and uh, was just kind of confronted with uh, the weightiness and, and the heaviness of, of my sin in a way I'd never heard. It. I've never I'd never heard it uh, proclaimed that way before. Uh, but then also how that meets God's boundless grace in Christ. And so from that point on, I feel like that was kind of the, the turning point for me before it had been more of kind of a it was almost more of a moral pursuit than mm-hmm. it was a uh, sinner saved by grace type situation. Mm-hmm. So uh, from that point on, um, 
I, uh, I met my wife in college. We went to University of Montevallo uh, and, and got married shortly thereafter. Uh, I got a, a music degree from college uh, and, and wasn't really sure what I was going to do with that. Um, I remember my dad was probably scratching his head. My first job <laughs> out of college was a was a, at a, a Logan Farms honey glazed ham shop. Nice. I started right around Thanksgiving. I mean, we were we were selling turkeys and hams, you know, by the hundreds a day. And so that was, you know, that was my first real job out of college. Okay. And, uh, looking back on it, it was really interesting to see how the Lord just kind of opened up the doors uh, for what is now kind of a, a music minister type type role. Um, I had uh, I had started uh, working at a, a very I was invited to come work at a, at a church, uh, a local church, just playing the piano, kind of back behind the scenes with uh, two or three really good friends of mine. And that was a really, really rich time uh, of ministry. Uh, right around the same time, I also started jamming um, kind of informally at uh, a friend of mine's house. The three of us would get together and we would play music informally. And that kind of blossomed into being uh, a, a band I'm, I'm part of now called Act of Congress. We're kind of a, an acoustic quartet. Um, and so the Lord just kind of opened that door. I didn't really have any aspirations or plans to do either of those things before, uh, you know, when, when I graduated college. Uh, so he opened those, those opportunities up, um, after three years at the, at the first church I mentioned, um, I was offered a position at, uh, Cahaba Park Church, which is, that's the church I'm currently serving Okay. and, um, have been here for 10 years. Wow. I uh, started off, started off very, very part-time. It was a very new church. Uh, we were meeting at a at a high school and kind of converting uh, our our space. I think we we moved three or four times within the high school uh, to to different places in the high school as we grew. Wow! Eventually, eventually ended up in their gym and and kind of set it up for uh, as a sanctuary every week. So uh, it was really interesting to come in kind of on the ground level. There wasn't really any kind of um, established order and was able to kind of cultivate a sound and a style and, um, and, and was very, um, influenced by the staff here, uh, in terms of what worship would become and what it is now. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was really neat to, it was really neat to come in on the ground floor, um, uh, of the, of the church's beginning. Uh, And the church now has been, it's been around for 13 years now. And I've been, I've been here for 10 of those uh, 13. So love, love this church, love the staff and, um, you know, Lord willing continue to, we'll continue to serve them for a a really long time. I I just love, love being here. Wow. That's great. So I was going to talk about this a little later in the interview, but we're here now talking about the church. Tell me about how, um, you and the staff that you serve with, determine the songs that uh, the congregation uh, will will sing each Sunday. How does that work at Cahaba? Yeah, so when I got here, they um, they were they were singing a lot of great hymns of the faith. I mean, it was, uh, you know, Trinity hymnal, leaning on that a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, stylistically, you know, when you're setting up in a gym, you can't, you don't have a pipe organ or a, you know, a traditional type um, type format for right. these things. And so, uh, me having, having, uh, been in kind of RUF stylistic circles started, uh, arranging some of these hymns to more acoustic instrumentation. And so now I think we probably have, I don't know, 50 to 60 songs that will, um, we rotate, uh, throughout the year. Uh, some of those are, are newer songs. I think the criteria to answer your question, the criteria is, is, uh, I always look at the text first, mm-hmm. Um, just to, I, I want to make sure that we're 
uh, we're singing truth, biblical truth each week. Um, I want to make sure that when people leave, uh, that's on their ears, that's on their lips, um, you know, as a way to almost kind of equip them to, um, to sing through the week, if Mm -hmm. that, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. and so I'll always look at the text first, uh, and if it, if I feel like it's it's resonating um, with me, then um, then I'll I'll, I'll kind of take a take a look at the uh, the the music and see if it's a if it's a good good fit for our folks. Great. Um, but yeah, we we do lean a lot on uh, the, the great hymns of the faith. Uh, sing a lot of those. I'd probably I'd say probably seventy five to eighty percent of what we sing is, is are the old hymns. So how much um, is being supplemented by stuff that you're writing are you putting before your people songs that you're writing as well so corner room um and we can talk more about that in just a minute kind of where that started but um the the things i'm writing for corner room are not necessarily geared towards congregational singing okay um you know trying to take psalms or scripture and and um set it to music in a way that uh, a lot of people can sing it is really difficult. Sure. Um, and so trying to juggle these really, really large uh, passages of Scripture um, with no rhyme and no meter, um, it kind of serves a different purpose. It's almost more of a tool for meditation and memorization yeah. uh, rather than a congregational focus. And so um, I have not actually written a lot of songs for uh, congregational worship. I've got a handful that we'll sing. Uh, occasionally, um, the second project I did through Corner Room was called What Great Mystery, and I wrote two on there um, that we will sing sometimes. Uh, and then also I've got, you know, these hymn arrangements that I've um, cultivated over the years. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll lean on those um, in terms of the arrangements. But um, I've not I've not written a lot of, of congregational tunes. It's definitely something I'm desirous to do. but. Sure. I just feel like the scripture to music focus for me, God's just kind of made that clear that um, I, it's just something I, I feel called to do more of. Right. Um, and so that's, that's, that's where I am right now in terms of writing uh, for, for the church. Excellent. Well, let's talk about that. So the corner room, that's how uh, Jeff Decker came to know you. And so um, tell me about the corner room, how it began and, uh, and uh, what, what you're doing now, what projects you've done and what, what you're doing now. Right. So the corner room um, began. Uh, I, I guess officially it was two years. So it began in 2015. Um, in 2013, uh, Murray Lee, our pastor, uh, who's amazing and, and I love him, mm. dear friend and leader for our folks. He uh, did a sermon series. He was planning a sermon series on the Psalms for the summer mm-hmm. of 2013. And so I, at that point, I was um, actually planning a lot of the liturgy in the service and was trying to figure out a way to um, incorporate the psalm, you know, whatever the psalm was he was going to be preaching into each section of the service. So mm-hmm. that it was just kind of the whole the, the whole of the service was was based around that specific text. And so um, I went on the Internet and started looking for uh, folks that may have done versions of the psalms before. Uh, things like that. I did find a few things, but I didn't find anything that just really, you know, blew my skirt up for lack of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. And so um, at the time, uh, my wife and I had our first kiddo who was very, very young at that point. And so on Monday nights, I was I was still part time at the church. On mm-hmm. Monday nights, she would go to a Bible study for two or two and a half hours. And so I had that was my window in which to write 
these these psalm songs. And so I remember the first week sitting down. It was kind of this um, it was kind of a really tall order. I mean, I'd never done anything like that before. I'd written songs before uh, that had never tried to write, you know, scripture. Certainly not anything that didn't rhyme or didn't have any kind of meter. And so. Uh, I remember, you know, sitting down and it felt like a really daunting task. But at the end of that two and a half hour period, I had a pretty, pretty solid structure and something that seemed like um, uh, in terms of a musical form, it felt familiar enough to where I feel like, man, I I think people might I think I think people might resonate with this presentation of the text. Mm. And so uh, that next Sunday, so that was Monday night. And so the next, you know, that, that week I prepped a chart and kind of sent it out to the musicians. And that next Sunday we um, played it for, we have an offertory section in our, our service where we generally will have either a kind of a piano solo or we'll, the team will actually sing a, a solo as the, as they collect the tithes and offerings. Mm-hmm. So we sang it for the offertory right before it was preached. And I remember getting a lot of really, uh, great feedback from the people after after we sang it that it was just I'd never heard that done before. I, this it was just kind of this um, it was just kind of this uh, this anomaly they'd never experienced scripture sung in that way before, and so that kind of I just kind of started to explore that that summer. And so I think Murray preached sixteen sermons that that summer on um, the Psalms. I think thirteen of those. Uh, I, I, that, I did a lot of writing that summer. I, I got 13, uh, psalms done that, that summer and writ, had written them to, to music. Wow. Um, the following summer was 2014. Uh, mind you, we're still meeting in the high school. We're still, still turning the gym into a sanctuary. I wrote, I think eight more. Okay. He did another, he did another sermon series on the psalms. And so I wrote eight more. And so I had a lot of material at that point, um, with which to, to uh and, and recording honestly it really wasn't even on my it wasn't in, I, I had no bandwidth for it I, I i wasn't even really thinking about that i was just thinking about how can i serve the church with this you know with this sermon series uh by writing these these arrangements right and so the following year 2015 that's when i kind of started thinking about it i was like man these some of these i feel like have a lot of potential maybe we should think about recording these and we had just bought this this property it's called the Caraway Davy house and it's this historic house uh in in Birmingham it's up on a it's kind of up on a, a mountain it's a beautiful place it, mm-hmm. it when you when you pull up it is not what you'd expect of your average church building to be mm-hmm. but it's a historic house and it's got a um, conference center that we converted into a, a sanctuary in the back so it's it's kind of this uh, it's just a beautiful non-churchy setting mm-hmm. Uh, well, in the historic house on the second floor, um, there is there were these two rooms, um, and they didn't really have a purpose for them at that point. They had the kids covered. They had the youth covered. They had where we were going to meet for worship. Everybody had an office on the main level, um, but they didn't have any real use for this these back two rooms. And so I had asked if, if we might be able to – if I might be able to use them and uh, have another really good friend here who's just a genius, and he, he actually mixes and masters a lot of the uh, – well, he mixes and masters all, all of Corner Room's music, but he helped me design, uh, turn one of the rooms into a, a studio. And so I'm actually in it right now. It's like one of the quietest places uh, I've ever I've ever been. Nice. Um, it, and it's one of those things now, like if I go into a dentist's office or you know somewhere where there's fluorescent lights, I'll hear 
all the little nuances of you know those lights, just the buzz and the hum, and I just I never noticed that that kind of stuff before I right. uh, got in this room. <laughs> but um, when this room was created, I mean, then then it was I, I got a little a little equipment. Um, I don't have a ton of recording equipment, and I really don't have a lot of I didn't have a lot of recording experience at the time. Um, I had I had recorded before, you know, uh, performing on a microphone, but had never been the one to mass record and capture performances and things like that. So I kind of kind of had a little learning to do there, but started recording Song Songs Volume One, and uh, I guess it was the end of 2015, early 2016 that I released that, um, and uh, that just kind of created. And so the corner room, the whole reason it's called the corner room is because it's actually it's literally in the corner of this house. Nice. Um, so anyway, that's that's kind of the that's the reason. That's that's probably one of the biggest questions I get. Why do you call it that? <laughs> uh, that has nothing to do with scripture. Um, and so. Uh, so yeah, so uh, that just kind of launched a, um, uh, or, or maybe furthered my my desire to see scripture. Um, uh, I, I saw the power that it had. A lot of times, Jason, like when we when we perform them perform them in church, I wouldn't need the text. Mm-hmm. Like it was just in it was in my head. Mm-hmm. It was in my heart after having sung it for you know even five or six days. I mean, mm-hmm. just kind of. When, when you set something to music, it's it for some reason it's just easier to to remember and right. Um, and so uh, I just saw the effect that it had in me. I had people coming up to after the first one came out. I mean, their kids were singing. I, I had somebody tell me um, last week they have a two year old and they're part of their nightly ritual uh, before bed. She sings Psalm twenty three mm-hmm. like in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Um, I had somebody else tell me last week they were, she's a nurse and she was, uh, there was, there was a patient that was on their deathbed and she was able to play some of the Psalms for them and mm-hmm. said it was just such a comfort. And so mm-hmm. when I hear stories like that, it, it, it just makes me want to continue to, to, um, to pursue it. Yeah. Um, it, it's not only helped and, uh, changed me and my ability to, to know and treasure God's word, but I feel like it's, uh, I feel like he's he's using it to do that for others too, and I I want to continue to to kind of explore that. Mm. Yeah, um, well, we know how how powerful music is, and uh, and yeah, if if we're gonna harness this power, I mean, then what a what better way to do that than uh, by using scripture um, to to put that in in our heads? So it's fantastic. Right. So tell me about um, Isaiah and First Corinthians. How did those two come about? So that that's the really interesting thing about Corner Room is that as I'm working here as a music minister at Cobble Park Church, I'm always thinking about what our church is learning and doing. And all of the projects have kind of been birthed out of what our church, what our local church here is studying. So we had the two summers of uh, Psalms. Um, there were several um, Holy Week, Good Friday services that I had tried to write a section of Isaiah uh, 53, like a, a portion of it, three or four verses, mm-hmm. uh, which eventually became, you know, with his wounds, we were healed. And I, I was able to do the whole chapter of Isaiah 53 and the the last three verses of 52, the kind of prologue to 53. Um, first Corinthians 13, we went through first Corinthians, uh, that was 2015, I guess. Uh, and then I think I released that 2016. So, um, all, all of the projects that have that I've worked on have kind of have come out of 
you know, what, what our local church is experiencing. And I think that's, that's really important to me now moving forward is, you know, as a ministry of Cabo Park Church, how is this love, how is this serving our body here? Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's my, always my first question. Um, and then obviously if it, if, if it serves the church beyond here, praise, praise his name, but I, I always want to have our, our local, our, our church, Cabo Park Church in mind when I'm, when I'm writing and planning what's going to be next. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, e- each text is just really different. Um, the Psalms were, um, the Psalms are so diverse. I don't, I feel like there's a little more liberty to be, um, to be stylistically diverse as well. Sure. Um, but with the Corinthians and Isaiah specifically trying to find a common denominator. And, and I think I use the piano for, for love never ends. I was a big, uh, Ben folds five Ben folds fan yeah. in high school and just had not really played piano a lot. I, when I, when I lead uh, music at our church, I, I use the guitar, but, um, it was kind of a neat, uh, it was a neat, um, chapter to kind of go back to the piano for those. And the Corinthians first Corinthians 13 is such a beautiful text. It just felt like it was a, a no brainer mm. to have the piano kind of be the main, instrument and then uh getting to work with uh don hart he actually is a grammy nominated arranger um and a friend from uh, he lives in nashville uh he did he scored the strings and the brass for first corinthians 13 so mm. you know having the opportunity to work with people like him uh is just it's tremendous and uh you you learn you learn a lot just by listening to what they do and it's just uh to, to hear, to, to listen to my little demos of, of piano and vocal, and then to hear just how he brought that to even more life by his, his string arrangements was, uh, was fascinating to, to watch and listen to. Wow. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So am I picking up a little, uh, bluegrass influence as well along the way? Yes. So I, so I mentioned the band before Act of Congress. Yeah. We're, we're very, we're very much an acoustic band and um, I don't have bluegrass training. Like I, I, I saw uh, Nickel Creek show my sophomore year of college. And when I saw Chris Thiele play the mandolin, I was like, Oh man, mm-hmm. I've got to, I've got to get one of those and, <laughs> and learn it. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll never, we'll never accomplish it. Like he, like he has, but um, just was intrigued with that. Well, tell me about this uh, new project that uh, that's in the works. What are you working on now? Uh, yeah, so again, as I mentioned before, Corner Room has always, the projects have always kind of flowed out of what our church is learning. And um, our nursery and kids director here are just rock stars. They love and serve our kids so well. We're actually in the middle of our VBS this week and just so cool to see um, their faithfulness in, in planning and loving this team of people that are, uh, that are serving these kids and their love for the kids. I mean, my, my five-year-old daughter, I was walking to the car uh, with her after VBS yesterday and she just unprompted looked at me and she said, daddy, I love Miss Jordan. And oh. that's, that's the name of the VBS director. So they, they just love our wow. kids wow. really well. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, they, you know, we, we've kind of kicked around the idea of if we'd love to have some music for our kids. And, and over the, over the years I've, I've written a few shorter passages of scripture a uh, verse or two tops uh, that they can sing for, for different things. And so um, again, wanting to, wanting to serve the church. Well, I feel like that's a natural uh, next step. And so I just finished recording um, Psalm 106 verse one 
Uh, praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. And that was our, our theme verse for um, VBS this year. Okay. And so anyway, just, just continuing to think about, uh, you know, how to serve the kids want to write um, a few more. It, it may end up being 10 or so kind of a, a full length. Um, it may end up being a five or six song uh, kids project, but you know, corner room kids is seems like a very natural mm-hmm. um thing to do so that that'll be the next thing i don't have a a a release date per se yet but um i'm starting to kind of think through uh the songs that i've written uh which ones will hold up or which ones i want to want to include and then also probably going back and writing some new ones so uh yeah yeah, i've been really excited to to work on that Mm. so romami did you say that they are already singing some of the ones that you've worked on or yes so they they've got uh yeah for vbs this week they've the Psalm 106 verse one is, is our theme verse. So they, they already know it. I mean, they're singing it and my, my kids, you know, they had to listen to it in, in the mix process before they hear everything before anybody else ever does. And they're tired <laughs> of it by the time it comes out. But yeah, Daddy, can we please listen to something else? Right. Um, but they, they already, they already knew it before VBS started. And so anyway, again, really exciting for me to see even in my own house that, uh, the word of God is, mm. is, uh, being written on the hearts of, uh, of my kids and the kids at this church. So, um, that's great. Yeah. Are y'all writing your own curriculum for VBS or, uh, is it, you're just partnering your music with another curriculum that that's prepackaged? Yeah, we have not done that yet. Although I did ask the question, you know, is that something, cause again, they're so gifted, Beth and, and Jordan. Uh, Beth, they, they actually have written curriculum for Sunday school and, and things like that. So I just, I said, you know, what's the, what are the chances we could write our own VBS? Mm-hmm. I think Jordan's, Jordan's deal was it, it's always about, well, we don't have any music for it. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we could solve that and kind of figure out a, a theme and, and really make it, the kids are singing 100% scripture the whole week yeah um i think i think that's something we're desirous of of kind of exploring so um but yeah right now we're kind of we have with the package that we uh, we work from and then i just supplemented one song to the to the mix good deal well let me ask you a few more questions i don't know how much more time you have but um yeah so when you're approaching um putting uh music to scripture so what are some of the challenges that you encounter and uh, because you're you're committed to um, straight scripture and, uh, and you know, you're, you're not, um, rearranging the words to, to fit the music. So what are some of the challenges that you've, uh, encountered and, and how do you approach, um, you know, overcoming those challenges? Right. Um, yeah. So I think the first thing that I do, and I, this has been really helpful with, with the Psalms specifically, well, I guess really any, any of the, any of the projects, but, um, I, I try and think about it um, before I even think about a melody, I'll, I will, I'll read the, I'll read the passage and I'll get a gist for, or I'll try and find a, a verse or two that really sum up maybe the main idea of a song, mm-hmm. especially the ones that are really, really long. Um, like Psalm 19, uh, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Um, when I read through that entire Psalm, it seemed like that was a, a logical, um, kind of a main idea to kind of come back to. And so I have a little um, book of Psalms. It's really, it's a really small book. And so I've got a, you know, 
if you were to look through it, some of it's not even legible. I've got little pencil markings here for this, you know, this is chorus or this is verse or kind of underlining uh, some of the some of the words within each phrase that might uh, rhyme or could could be um, uh, a possibility, a strong possibility for someone to be able to remember a mm-hmm. particular phrase or lyric. Um, and uh, so that's that's kind of where I start. I always think about our, the form first, um, and then I'll start, you know, noodling around on with it with for a chord progression and a uh, and a melody okay. uh, melody line. Um, and I feel like, you know, people, when they listen to music, we, we are, we're accustomed to, we're accustomed to a form, like a three to four minute, you know, it's going to have a verse, a verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, then a bridge and right. a chorus. So the song structure, trying to keep that as familiar as possible, I think is, is a big, um, goal of mine because if it gets too abstract if you're just kind of singing through the words over a, over a you know a couple of chords and there's not really a distinct change in section and things like that i feel like it kind of loses its ability to stick mm. um and so that's that's kind of where all we start as a form and then thinking about melody and um uh chord progression and then you know the fun parts the the uh, the production is, is just figuring out how we're how we're going to dress that one up. And one of the, one of the most fun ones that I've done so far is uh, Psalm 63. And I, I kind of gave it this kind of an African Psalm type thing. I had a, had a small choir that sang, uh, sang on it and it was in a really unusual time signature. Um, but just being able to explore that, that those styles and uh, not really having any kind of parameters or, or boundaries um, and to be able to fully explore uh, different, different styles within within these within these arrangements is, is really a lot of fun great great so where where did that come from the the inspiration for that that on that particular one where did that come from you know a lot of times it'll it, depending on what i'm listening to at the time it'll, okay. it'll influence that and i don't even remember jason if there was a, a particular influence maybe some paul um, simon maybe so you know <laughs> i and I, I love a good uh irregular time signature I mean, yeah you know you never hear that on the radio but i think a five four i mean that's something that it fires me up and mm-hmm. i love to I, I love the challenge of not being able to, to tap your foot to a particular <laughs> song or to you know to have to really stop and think about it right um but yeah i i don't, I, I don't even know I'd have to I'd have to go back and think about what I might have been listening to at that point. But well, and I wanted to mention or ask you about um, some of the videos that uh, accompany the song. So, who who are the people that are uh, singing in these videos? Are they uh, some of your uh, congregation or uh, friends in ministry? Who who are these folks? So so Birmingham is is a is a very um, it's it's got a it's got a really rich musical community. Uh, I've got a lot of friends at different churches, and that's one of the things that I really enjoy about getting to do this is being able to work with a lot of different musicians in, in Birmingham. And so, um, one one face I'm sure you've seen. She was in Psalm 19 video. She was also in the um, Psalm 119, 33 through 40. She was in that video. Mm-hmm. Her name's Connie Skelly. So she's a really good friend of mine. She actually plays with me in Act of Congress as well. Um, but she sings background vocals on pretty much everything okay. uh, the corner does. Um, and then I had, uh, I've invited people to come sing on um, 
uh, on other tracks. Uh, the other guy in the uh, Psalm 119 video, his name was CJ Blunt. He's a tremendously talented guy, a really good friend. Uh, his wife actually cuts uh, cuts my family's hair. Nice. So, uh, they're really they're really great folks. But he's got a great voice, and so I had him sing on that. Have invited uh, a guy named John Larson to sing. Um, he he serves, and all these people serve at, at uh, local churches around mm. around the area in Birmingham. So um, so that's really fun, just to get to work with uh, really talented folks here in Birmingham. Yeah, and and so two things stand out to me in in watching, and. Uh, that's the joy that uh, comes forth in in the songs, but but also how uh, you are selfless in in the sharing of the music, and I, I love that that uh, that you're um, sharing the microphone and, and bringing others in, and, and uh, it uh, it's a beautiful thing to to see you writing, but also um, sharing the music with others. So um, it's very very nice. At well, it's 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 one of those things too. It's like, man, these people can sing these songs way better than I can. <laughs> you know, it's like, please, will you please come and just and, and save this this song? Will you save this thing? Uh, because man, it's always been for the for the better. Uh, oh, and then there's another friend of mine named Ashley. Uh, she sang with Red Mountain Music for for years. I'm familiar uh, with Mountain. them. Yeah. You are, yeah. So Red Mountain Church, they they put out kind of retuned hymns, and so she was kind of the voice of that uh, ministry for for its for its existence for hmm. for its whole time. And so anyway, very talented. She actually comes and sings with us uh, at at church every a couple months or so. Uh, but anyway, she's another another example of a really really talented uh, person I get to work with. Fantastic. Well, Adam, I'm going to be linking um, your website to the show notes so that uh, folks can learn more about Corner Room. Is there something that you would like to say, like for folks who've never um, heard of what you're doing, anything that you would like to, to say as like a primer for them so that they uh, understand how you're, what you're doing might be a little different than things they've heard before? Oh, man. Um, I would say, so if you if you're like me and sometimes sitting down and just reading scripture is can be a challenge i would say uh take take a take a few moments and and um it, this has been a really great tool for me to just sit and listen and and contemplate the word of god mm-hmm. so i would say to the to the to those that like me that that struggle with just busyness and um, having a hard time being still, uh, I, I, I think this might be a good tool to help you, um, really just consider what, what God's word is saying in a new and a fresh way. It certainly doesn't replace God's word. It, it, it's not, I'm not saying that, but sure. I do think that it, it is a lens through which we can look at it with fresh eyes and hopefully experience, uh, its truth in a new way. Yeah. And I'm always uh, looking for tools to pass along to parents in the discipleship of their kids. And I've heard stories of how uh, families are, and you, you mentioned um, some as well, but uh, yeah, I know of families who are using your music uh, to um, help their kids memorize scripture, and uh, they're, they're using it for family worship. And so, um, yeah, so I think for personal and uh, and you know, private uh, meditation and, and thinking on scripture. It's great, but, but uh, just so cool to see how families are using this for worship as well. Um, Absolutely. So very good. 
Well, brother, I really am thankful for your time, and uh, I'm looking forward to this new project and uh, hope to uh, see many more projects from the corner room in the not-too-distant future. Great. Hey, Jason, thank you so much for having me on today. It's, it's just really a joy to be able to share about what we're, what we're doing here. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Well, that was Adam Wright. Again, I'd like to thank him for being on Reclamation Worship. If you would like to learn more about The Corner Room, check out reclamationworship.com. You'll find all the information in the show notes. You can find us on Instagram, at Reclamation Worship. We're on Facebook, at Reclamation Worship. And we're on Twitter, at Reclamation HQ. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. He had no form of majesty that we should